That Social Work Lady podcast is about building the beloved community, taught by Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. Building the beloved community means dismantling the triple evils of poverty, militarism, and racism. That Social Work Lady podcast examines the beliefs, work, and commitment of everyday people who build and maintain communities. Sometimes that work is about unpacking their personal trauma, and sometimes that work is about being 13 and desegregating your high school. Community building comes in as many forms as its builders. That Social Work Lady is about the business of community building. Everyone deserves a community where their voices are heard. Join me, Wanda Olubala. I am that social work lady. Here is where you belong. Hey, everybody. It's me, Wanda Olubala. Welcome to my podcast, That Social Work Lady. I want to take a moment and thank every single person who has taken the time to subscribe to That Social Work Lady on iHeartRadio, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and everywhere else where you receive your podcasts. I absolutely appreciate every subscription. Thank you for joining us on Sundays. So today I'm in the studio, and I know that last time I was here, I talked a lot about my own personal struggles with attention deficit uh, disorder. I um, again said that I had been diagnosed with ADD back when I was in my uh, 20s and have since been struggling and or working to overcome my own symptoms for inattention, which means that I have a tendency to wander. Um, I, I struggle with, uh, with really like just staying focused and on task to get a task from from beginning to the end of completion, and then, you know, just kind of um, dropping off of stuff. So, so I, have been, I have been diagnosed with attention deficit, hyperactivity disorder, inattentive type. And as an adult, I have been working at overcoming the symptoms that really do um, pull me back, okay? So, as a child, however, I went all of my childhood and adolescence um, with people just basically saying, you know, uh, she's a walkabout. Um, she just tuned you out. Wanda don't be paying attention. Um, you just got to grab her attention. And then, of course, uh, having been um, certified as a gifted student, I actually grew up um, going to school for the gifted and talented. And then later on went to a uh, one of Detroit's big high schools, and then I went and got a scholarship, and I went to the University of Michigan. So having grown up being labeled as gifted, a lot of my um, ADHD symptoms people assumed was just a component of being a smart kid. So today I want to talk about the fact that, A, let's stay on this path. ADHD is real, okay? It is a real Neuro atypical, that means your brain works different, um, issue. It is not kids are just bad and parents just don't know how to control their kids. We have to take that out, that, that judgment away from what is a true neuro atypical disorder. 
so that we can begin to see kids in our community who happen to have ADHD, as well as adults who happen to have ADHD in the vein in which they deserve to be seen. Okay? So sometimes you can, and, and then we also have to recognize that more than one thing can be true, right? So you can be a kid or an adult with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder, and you can also be an asshole, okay? And you can be a kid with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and be a good person. You can be a kid with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and have a learning disability. You can be a kid or an adult with attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and also be a genius or someone who is tested as gifted. Two things can be true at the same time. You can be someone who has attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and also have endured a major trauma that gives you PTSD symptoms or post-traumatic stress disorder symptoms. More than one thing can be true at the same time. Okay, so we got to stop trying to um, to judge folks and then also oversimplifying what it is that we see in kids and in adults. Right. So because a lot of times when you have a person who has gone their entire life having attention deficit hyperactivity disorder symptoms, which can include things like like me being inattentive, um, having a trouble with focusing Um, having issues with being able to stay, to get and stay organized or overcompensating for your lack of, for your lack of inability to to stay on task and to stay organized. Um, We can have folks who are very impulsive or have low impulse control, which can also show up as poor anger management. Um, We can have folks who are very hyper which means that they are doing a lot of moving. They just always seem to be working off of a motor, um, keeping themselves extraordinarily busy constantly, just not being able to sit still or be still. And that, and that can translate from a kid who is running around in circles in a classroom to a teenager who has gotten, who is now on the basketball team, the wrestling team, and um, and also the football team, but but can't seem to keep themselves focused enough to be in the classroom to be academically successful, even though they have success on the court and on the field. So when we when we're talking about and then that can translate, let me keep going, and that can translate into an adult who is constantly shifting from one task to the next, unable to really finish Right. And we've all been in houses like this where it's all these projects in every single room and ain't nothing done. Or you have an adult who just can't seem to stay at one job. You know, they always are looking for the next big thing and moving on to that next big thing. So there's still this constant movement. Right. So ADHD is is something that goes through a person's life. You don't grow out of your attention deficit hyperactivity disorder symptoms. You don't grow out of them. But hopefully with age, you do learn how to manage them. You do learn how to manage them. And that requires being able to be honest about what your symptoms are and being able to get appropriate treatment and then following the guidance of your your, your provider, 
the person from whom you are receiving treatment. Treatment for attention deficit hyperactivity disorder can come from a psychologist, a psychiatrist, a neurologist, and a therapist. You don't have to have all four, but working with at least one can support you or your child with managing your ADHD symptoms or their ADHD symptoms. Because the, the goal is that you cannot, however, ignore it. You can't beat it out of somebody. You can't punish them for this um, innate nature. You have to be able to learn what the symptoms are and what do you do to support a kid or yourself as an adult so that that symptom does not become a barrier to you being able to live your best life. So when, and oftentimes, and this is something that, um, that really truly rings true, is that many mothers who have undiagnosed, untreated ADHD generally don't even consider that the things that have been going on in their lives, you know, um, having trouble uh, staying focused or being, uh, being unable to complete a task from beginning to end, um, being able to manage emotions, um, feeling overwhelming anxiety or depression because you're never living up to your potential. Many mothers go into adulthood, have their children, and usually they have a son. Right. And then, you know, your son goes to school, you know, he busy. You see him, you always running in behind him, just trying to keep him safe. Right. And everybody in the family is like, "Ooh, this is a lot. Right. They all tell you, "Ooh, he a lot of work. And then he gets to school and somebody in the school is just like, your kid got ADHD. You need to go get him uh, tested. And then because you are a good mother and you definitely want the best for your child, you go ahead and you do the evaluation. And then you learn through your child getting the evaluation for ADHD that a lot of the symptoms that they're seeing in your kid, you've had your whole life as well. Why? Because ADHD does have a hereditary component. And a lot of times we will assume that it is um, hereditary from a father's side because we do get a lot of our um not dominant, but your recessive traits from your father. But ADHD has a hereditary component that can be that can be passed down not only from father to child, but also from mother to child. So for many women, especially black women, learning or being able to see that they themselves have been navigating ADHD symptoms comes only after they've been able to get an evaluation for their child who may have had some school struggles, and then you go about trying to get the assistance that you need for your child. So so often, you know, when we see little boys and they're like, oh, he just bad, he need whoopings, he need punishments, you need to do this, you need to do that. People got all kind of advice for parents of children who are navigating ADHD symptoms or well, all mental um, illness symptoms, right? Everybody got advice for you. And when you got a kid who's dealing with anxiety or depression, or you have a child who have early onset bipolar disorder, you know, people got all kind of advice for you. Everybody know what's best for your child. And yet they're not really living this life. So, but I'm, I'm digressing. So I'm coming back. So many mothers have then found a lot of redemption in being able to say, wait a minute, these things that are going on with my child have been going on with me. 
I need to figure out how then to get myself together and then perhaps I'll be able to be a better support for my child. So a lot of the things that then you get um, recommended to do to support your kid, maintaining a daily routine, being able to relinquish some of your expectations that you have, right? So like if you have a child with ADHD and you're a parent, you know, everybody's always talking about how they need to keep their room clean. They need to um, be mannerable at all times. They got to get straight A's on, you know, all of these expectations that we set on kids. They need to get straight A's in all their classes and, and, and be respectful when they go to school and, um, and have decent friends and know how to vet their friends. And, and don't forget that they got to do all the chores that they have to do at home. When you have a kid who has attention deficit disorder, you shift in your expectations. That doesn't mean that you lower them. It means that you make a shift, right? Because then you have to start thinking about how can I support my child with experiencing some level of success in multiple areas in their life. So, so then you do a chore list, right? And the kid gets to go and check off chore lists, but they've done something. And you can set up a system of reward for when they make accomplishments. And then we learn how to do those types of things for ourselves, when we are the parent who has been undiagnosed and untreated for ADHD. Just like you can set up a chore list for your child that says, you know, basically breaks down all the elements of getting their room clean so they can check off when they've done each task, right? So it's like, you know, pick up items off the floor, put toys away, close drawers, (laughs) right? You got all these items on a little checklist, which actually does work. And your kid can just go back to the checklist and then they can look and see what have I done. They can check it off. Being able to physically check it off that they've completed a task is a strong reinforcement and encouragement for someone with attention deficit disorder. That's why lists are so important for people with ADHD. So they can go to the list. They can see the list physically. They can check off a task when they've got one done. And then that that then gives them the encouragement to do the next thing. You can do that for yourself as well. When you are someone who suspects that you have ADHD, being able to create lists for yourself that breaks down big tasks into smaller pieces can relieve anxiety at a level that you did not know (laughs) you needed until you have it. I'm telling you right now. So like, let's say you're grown up now and you have to do something like you got to, you got to take care of your taxes. That's huge, right? And the thought of trying to sit down and go through receipts and, and organize and figure out how you're going to file for your city, your state and the federal government. And it's already past the deadline can be so overwhelming. And this is what happens when you have ADHD and you just it, things can be feel so overwhelming that you get filled with anxiety. And then you start to feel as though I just can't get it done. I don't know what's wrong with me. So then that can trigger what? Depression symptoms. So now you're anxious about not getting the task done and you're feeling depressed because you don't think that there's a possibility for you to be able to do it. So this is why I'm telling you, just like you would list out for your kid um, how they can go about the task of, of cleaning their room, 
you list out for yourself how to go about the task of getting your taxes done. And that can start with, you know, let me look up tax preparation services. Like just start there. Give yourself a list. Look up tax preparation services. Make a decision about whether or not I'm going to use a tax prep service. And if that is going to be uh, um, an accountant or software, or if I'm going to go straight to, you know, um, Shirley's friend who did taxes and helped somebody out once upon a time. But look that up. Do your research. That's step one. Then step two would be make a decision about which service provider you want to use. Right? And then step three would be contact that person. Because I'm telling you, as you are writing your steps out one at a time, small pieces, and you get to check it off, just like that reinforces and encourages your child to move on to the next task, it reinforces and encourages you to move on to the next task. Feeling like you are making headway. It doesn't just happen because you look at a spot and it's done. It happens because you can see yourself progressing. Similarly, when we're trying to lose weight, right? So like if you go to Weight Watchers, I am personally a Weight Watchers dropout. But when you go and the first thing Weight Watchers says, okay, maybe you have a primary, a main goal of being able to lose 80 pounds, whatever, right? That seems insurmountable, 80 pounds. Oh my God. So then Weight Watchers say, slow your roll. Let's work on getting on losing 10% of what you currently weigh. Let's just get you down 10%. And then when they say get you down 10%, they start you real small, right? So you start getting tokens with each pound that you lose. And then you get a bigger token when you lose 5 pounds. And then you get a bigger token when you lose 10 pounds. And then you get a real nice token when you get down to your 20, your 20, your 10%. So the same, just like Weight Watchers gives you the opportunity to break down this huge task into smaller steps you have to do the same thing for yourself just like you would do it for your child. That's just one strategy with being able to navigate the symptoms of attention deficit hyperactivity disorder. So, but when you don't apply these strategies to support your kid, when you don't apply them, then you stress yourself out, you get overwhelmed, and things don't get done for you. As a grown-up and with a kid, that starts to show up as behaviors. So when kids see that they can't get from point A to point B, they can't solve or settle a situation or circumstance, they're getting stressed out and overwhelmed, right? Then you start to see these other behaviors that aren't just bad, they just outrageous. Then you got kids, you know, doing stuff. They just don't make no sense. Cussing out the teacher. Right? Getting into fights with their brothers and sisters. Telling you what they not going to do. All of these things are just flat out no-nos. Tearing stuff up. Making bigger messes. Doing things that are counter to 
what they need to do in order to be successful either at home or at school or or even in the things that they like doing. Like you got a kid who enjoys um, going to karate class and all of a sudden, you know, you're not just sparring on the mat. They, they fighting in the dressing room. All of those behaviors that your kid is outlining are telling you, I'm not, my, my symptoms are not managed. I'm overwhelmed. I'm stressed out. I don't know what to do about it. So I'm going to lash out. Because a child won't necessarily internalize their feelings of failure. They got to do something about it. So they're going to externalize it, be angry, and lash out. Whereas an adult, especially women, we have a tendency to internalize our feelings of failure. And we turn it on ourselves. So I might not destroy my bedroom, tear everything up, or go get into a fight with my boss, right? Because I'm a grown-up, and that's not something you're supposed to do. But I will then go get me a bag of potato chips and sit down and eat them and just be like, oh, my God, you know, doesn't matter. I'll just go and eat this entire family-sized bag of sour cream and cheddar potato chips because... Because I feel like I'm just so overwhelmed. There's no way I'm going to get to any of this stuff. Right? But if we are both, if we are able to break stuff down for our kid, and then we're able to also break it down for ourselves, then we both can experience success. And the more success that we experience, the less likely we are to lash out either internally or externally. So remember how I said two things can be true. So you can have attention deficit hyperactivity disorder and be experiencing symptoms of anxiety and depression. Two things can be true. And oftentimes, as women, we can receive treatment quicker for anxiety and depression than we can for the ADHD. So... What do we then do? Then we want to go on ahead and get our, 80, get our anxiety and depression under control. But we're still not working on what is at the root of our issue, which is the ADHD. But if we work on resolving our ADHD symptoms, you will soon learn that a lot of that unresolved stuff is what's triggering the anxiety and depression. And then eventually you won't need to be eating potato chips or getting you some tequila. You will be able to manage your life. And the same holds true for your kids. So if you are able to support them with managing their symptoms and they can start to see some modicum of success in their day-to-day, a lot of the behaviors that go counter to what they actually need to do to be successful. Like you can set them up and be like, listen, bro, if you just get, if you just pass math, like we ain't even going to get into the, you need AA, just pass it. If you pass math, then we can go to the movies. You see what I'm saying? And the kid is just like, you're saying pass math like it's simple, but I need you to break that down. So if you're able to break it down for them and be like, look, to pass math you have to get a 75% on this next big test. 
To get 75% on this next big test, you got to learn this concept. How do we break this down, this concept, so that you can go ahead and take this test? And then you can pass math, and then we can go to the movies. So you're thinking that you've broken it down by saying pass math, but you still haven't broken it down enough because they don't know how to pass math. Right? Because I'm overwhelmed. Just like you get overwhelmed trying to figure out how you're going to get your overdue taxes done, they overwhelmed trying to figure out how they're going to pass a class because they literally just don't have the tools to figure out how to do it. It seems like it's simple steps, but they're not. They have to be broken down into smaller pieces. So your kid can, be, can have ADHD and be bad. Two things can be true at the same time. But a lot of times those quote-unquote bad behaviors are a direct result of unmanaged, unnavigated ADHD symptoms. But if you're able to create strategies, and one that really, really does work is breaking stuff down into smaller chunks. It really works for kids and adults alike. Trust me on this. So if you're able to do that, if you're able to break it down, then you can see success and then you will see fewer of those negative behaviors, both in yourself and in your children. This is key. All right. So, and when we're all navigating and managing our symptoms, we can create a better community and a more harmonious household. Am I right? Of course I'm right. I know what I'm talking about. At any rate, I want to thank you all for listening. This is Wanda Olubala, and this is my podcast, That Social Work Lady. Let's build community.